Hashtag Verse TV week 138. Hey, all right. So, the first card, and the order is going to be me, me, me. Just like that, a um, an off-key, keyless arpeggio. I know, y'all. I'm a music minor, but I I I, I, I probably uh, used that term incorrectly. It just felt it felt right. Okay. Anyway, all right. So the first card topic is. If your SO, significant other, presents you with a prenup before your wedding, would you sign it? Why or why not? So, and I, I write down my answers in advance so I, I don't just go off forever. But in this case, since it's just me, I can go off a little bit longer than normal, but not too much longer. Anyway, if they presented me with a prenup before the wedding, now, the way that it's the question is worded, when I first saw the card, I was like, heck no, not, not if they present it right before the wedding, but if, they're just saying before the wedding, as in a, a reasonable amount of time before the wedding, like not on the, like if they on the wedding day say, hey, baby, I love you forever or until next Thursday, but I need you to sign this. Like that's enough, that's enough. But if it's something that we discussed before the wedding, in preparation for the wedding and stuff like that, I think that I would be open to it because as much as it can feel like, hey, I don't want to, sign a prenup because it's like preparing for the birth. I divorce. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It, it is preparing for that possibility, but it is a possibility. And statistically, it's a pretty high possibility. So if either one of the partners has substantial equity, substantial money somewhere and they because that's another thing because as much as it's like well I promise I'll be reasonable at the end of the day if you get the right lawyer and the right judge you could end up taking a lot from the other person so I I get it you know, you would want to have that stuff established in advance. This is something you're not going to get. It's a pre-marriage thing. So I'm 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 for it. 
you know, if it's appropriately before the marriage. Again, if you present it on wedding day, like I need you to sign this before we say I do, then I don't. Period. Okay. So next topic. What did your biggest mistake cost you? And what did you learn from it? I, I really wanted to uh, talk about this because I, I hope that it helps somebody, okay? So I, yeah, you know, I, I'm a, I was kind of a late bloomer. I started off being an early bloomer on the coming out uh, world and living the living your truth world. And then I regressed, okay? So there was a time, there have been times that bitty shorts. You know, don't you love autocorrect? But there was this, Dude, for example, who I was really, he was actually really into me and he was fine. He was gorgeous, short, thick, dark chocolate. And my thing, while I was trolling his Facebook, because when you date somebody, you have to troll all of their photos. And while I was trolling all of his photos, I saw that in some of his photos, he wore booty shorts. Now his legs were fine. He was fine. But in some of his photos, he wore booty shorts. And because I wasn't comfortable enough with myself at the time, I was like, oh, I can't date a dude who sometimes wears booty shorts because that would make it obvious that I'm gay. Like, ooh, that just, ooh, that takes me back. Because I remember when I was first entering the, uh, the world of gay dating or same gender loving dating, same gender dating. The big thing, in the, and this is the early 2000s, the big thing that a, a lot of dudes would talk about is how they want a dude who they can hang out with. And even though they're dating and they're romantically together, they can look like just two, two friends kicking it, you know? And the dude who wore the booty shorts like that, I felt like that would be a little not just seeming like friends kicking it because it would seem like, and th th this is how I thought back then. I, I know people, I, I know, especially my Gen Z adults, you know, I, I, I get it. People think differently now and that's a beautiful thing, but, that's not how I thought back then. 
because I was like, oh, you know, he's in booty shorts. And if I hang out with him, you know, on a date or something, it would be obvious. And that's so interesting because like, that's the, the train of thought. And it really just like what, anyway, but yeah. So that was part of my thing. And ultimately giving, yeah, ultimately giving outside forces undue precedence in my relationships. And that, sometimes outside forces can love you and have your best at heart. And if they're like, he's abusive, he is physically hurting you, you need to get out of that. Then that, that's a different situation. But as far as outside forces being like, you're a homosexual, I don't like that. Pump the brakes, okay? Pump the brakes, not your business at all. Anyway, okay, the next card is, ooh, 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 I remember this. From one to 10, how would you rate your sexual prowess and why? So I, now I, I wrote the answers down in advance. I wrote, I wrote them down in advance, Courtney B. Vance. I wrote them down in advance and I gave myself a five out of 10. And in spite of the fact that just last week, well, on the last show, I mentioned how part of my uh, deep seated fantasy, sexual fantasy, back in the day, not so much right this minute, but I used to fantasize that a, a loving pimp, you, you know, I, I give him a, a whole background story, but a loving pimp would control my sex and just make me do all sorts of stuff. So in spite of that, I realized While I might feel like or think like I have a high sex drive, when it gets down to, when you get right down to it, I don't think I'm that great at sex. I don't think I am an excellent play. I'm not. Um, and it could be like, oh, well, it's because of the whole MS thing and the fact that you use the walker. Outside of that, I will be honest. I, I don't think that I am that great. That's why I gave myself a five. Now, I was going to give myself a three. But one thing that I do that I read about as I was first entering the, the world of dating and sexual activities 
was the fact that when having sex, people often don't realize how small an amount of time has passed when they're doing a thing. And the article suggested like that you pay attention to the clock, like when you're, you know, getting it in. I'm sorry, well, okay, whatever. This can be explicit. But while you're getting it in, keep an eye on the clock because sometimes it'll feel like I have been doing this forever. And it's actually been like three minutes. So keep an eye on the clock, keep doing it a reasonable amount of time. And that is something that I would incorporate into my physical activities with dudes was paying attention to the clock, trying to make sure I'm going for a reasonable amount of time. Now, another thing that I do when clocks are not, all I've got are these broken clocks and these, anyway, scissor. But um, another thing that I can do is play music and I keep track of the songs and judge by how many songs I've played for how long I've done a certain activity. Anyway, so that's why I, I bumped myself from a three to a five because I actually do pay attention to that sort of stuff. But that doesn't mean that it's great. That just means that it's a thing. And I will give, I will, I promise to give you a good solid 10 minutes of pretty all, something pretty all right. Anyway, next card is, ooh, okay. So the card, is messing with me, you guys. Hold on a minute. The card says, can you dance? And it says, if, sh if so, show me your best moves. So, you know, I, I currently use a walker and all of that stuff, so I, I don't, it's been a while since I've danced, but what I made a note of is the fact that back when I used to go to the club, back in my club days, in the, I think I clubbed from the early 2000s to like, I think the last time I went to the club, I was like, 31 or something. So to 2014 or, or, or whatever. And my dancing, even though my dancing was always Mariah Carey in the video, Honey, because I loved her dance moves in that video. Even though the video had come out like five, eight, up to 10 years before. 
yeah, 10 plus, because considering that I, I went to the club until I was about 2014, 2015. But, um, and I would always do those dance because I, I thought she was so smooth with it. Oh, oh, honey, get me up, down, yeah. And like the uh, pelvic thrust and the, it, it was just, that was all me. That was the extent of what I would give at the club, always. Just Mariah Carey's Honey. Anyway, yeah, Honey came out 97, 98, and I was still using it. Well, not still using it, but I started off using it in the early 2000s. I think the first time I went to the club was probably like 2000, yeah, 2002, 2003. Anyway. All right, last card is, ooh, breaking it down. What seeds of doubt planted in your mind do you most need to weed out and guard against? You know, part of me was gonna throw in the fear of doing, uh, You know, I'm going to hold my peace. I'm going to hold my peace. And by the way, I lost a lot of weight while in the hospital because I, they just weighed me. And she was like, you're like 140 something. And I'm like, I remember, this is such a side note, but, you know, in the days pre-multiple sclerosis and everything, I would have been like, well, oh, I'm 140. A man can take control of me, easy. Anyway, but now it's like, I need to build my muscle back. And you, oh, oh. I did a whole video on it on my personal YouTube page. I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. If you wanna see my personal YouTube page, it's at AOCM01. And I talk about all sorts of things, but be sure to stick with Burst TV, hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B, BurstTV.com at Burst TV. We're everywhere in Zion. Anyway, so as far as my fears and things that I need to, uh, seeds of negativity that I need to weed out. I need to weed in some more seeds of love. Sowing the seeds of love. Tears for tears. Anyway, my negative seeds that I 
put in a lot of work to not allow to uh, take over seeds related to multiple sclerosis negativity. And I'll share this with you all. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2010. And the doctor who diagnosed me said in 2010, she was like, yeah, you know, well, you might as well just uh, quit your job and start looking toward living on um, disability. So people can give some really negative, negative expectations for people with multiple sclerosis. Fortunately, for me, I came across some situation, situation in the early days of my diagnosis that sort of helped me realize it's not this hopeless thing that people present. And people will present it as this hopeless battle that you should just give up and deal. Don't give up. Don't give up. People don't always know. Even the professionals don't always know. And part of what helped me was I, I didn't know very much about multiple sclerosis and I didn't really know anybody with it. But one of the people that I did know who had it and inspired me to keep going forward, and I'm gonna listen to that song today. But um, Tamia, Tamia was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I think it was 2003. And the fact that she is still on tour, still making it happen, still dancing on stage, still all of that, to Mia. Even Montel Williams. And I, I go into such detail about MS stuff and everything on my personal page. Y'all are getting a, a little uh, taste of that. But um, yeah, it's a fight. can't give up. Sometimes it's extremely hard, particularly when I experience the weakness related to COVID before I knew it was COVID. <coughs> anyway, can't give up, can't give up. Gotta keep going. 
You can do it. I can do it. We will do it. Talk to y'all later, social media world. This has been week 138 of the hashtag FirstTV. Stay blessed. Hashtag Verse TV, the homeless talk show. Hey everyone, I'm Aaron Mack. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV. Week 138.